The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. Josh Harris is Kim Kardashian? Let's talk about it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. Hi. And before we dive in, because there's a lot to get to, um, is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah, we do have a prayer request. Um, A friend from our hometown has passed away. Um, I believe it was an accident. His motorcycle, um, just from, you know, looking at comments, trying to figure out what happened. But yeah, I know the the family is a Christian family, and I'm sure there's much devastation and questions. You know, questioning God. You just one of those things that shakes your faith. Probably, I'm sure. You know, for the mother, it would be hard. I can't imagine. That's just the thing. That's just the hardest thing you can go through. Um, so just be praying, praying for them, pray for their faith. Um, and I was just recently asking. Somebody before I even heard about this incident, like how is God glorified? Because we always want to pray for a miracle, um, so God will be glorified through a person not passing away, or you know, through someone being healed. We say God is glorified, but what about when that person doesn't live? How is God glorified? Because all of God's children were probably praying. You know, there was church involved in praying. I'm sure. So. We need to ask ourselves that, and um, I think it's really good to discuss because uh, we know God heard those prayers, and we know that God desires for his name to be glorified. So we have to trust, and we have to have that be number one, that God's name is glorified, and and we don't get to tell God how that his name will be glorified. We don't get to say it's only possible through this one thing. So, yeah, just please be in prayer um, for that family. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Please do that. And um, make sure you uh, like and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're on the podcast, please follow us. If you find this show at all enjoyable, please consider giving us like a five-star review. We would certainly appreciate it. You know how our lives are governed by algorithms and (laughs) that would help us a ton. Wouldn't cost you a lot or take up too much of your time and we would certainly appreciate it. Anywho. So today we are reviewing not episode eight of the rise and fall of Mars Hill, but they actually released a bonus episode um, of this podcast. And to be honest, this was one of my favorite episodes so far that Christianity Today has put out, which is kind of Mm -hmm. funny because it's kind of like an, yeah, I mean, it's a bonus, it's kind of an aside episode. But it kind of goes with it because you can compare, you know, Josh Harris to. Yeah, it definitely goes through because he's been involved in some of the previous podcasts. So it makes sense, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed this one a lot and we're going to go through this one just like we do with all these episodes. And obviously we can't cover everything and not that we would want to, you know, um, but we are going to grab just sort of the, a few points that really jumped out to us and just so that we can discuss them, kind of give you our take on them, but more just use them as a platform you know, as discussion questions for us to kind of talk with you guys about. And, 
you know, if you agree with us, you disagree with us anywhere in between, we would love mm-hmm. to hear from you and sort of have that back and forth. You know, we've mentioned on this show <laughs> plenty of times, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily hold to the fact that we are right in everything. We can have an opinion. Yeah. But sharpen our opinion if we're not looking to scripture properly. Yeah. And that's something people have reached out to us and told us like, Hey, you know, this is what, you know, Mark Driscoll is mm-hmm. really doing. Or, you know, I've had people right. on YouTube and stuff message us. And we've made the point on here that like, we don't know Mark Driscoll outside of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you have more information, man, we want to hear, hear from you about it. Um, but with that, we're probably not also going to be going through this in much order. Um, we're just going to kind of be pulling stuff from all over the place to kind of talk about it. And like normal, this episode had a ton of great material. It was, I mean, you could probably break this into three or four different podcast episodes and just tear mm-hmm. this thing um, piece by piece. So we highly recommend that you go and give this a listen, just like all of them. They're great. And if you've already listened to it, give it another listen because uh, it's good <laughs> after you listen to us, of course. Um, but ultimately, I think this episode was a cautionary tale um, for churches, for church leaders, definitely, but then just for Christians in general. And we'll try to explain that as we go through here. So um, just for me personally, right off the bat, I felt a little bit of vindication <laughs> with this episode because one of the critiques that I've, um, that I've had, you know, people have critiqued me on because we have critiqued <laughs> Christianity today <laughs> for bringing these atheists on, you know, and having them, you know, talk about what was wrong at Mars Hill. And I brought up the point that I don't want to listen to atheists tell me what's wrong with the church. Right. And one of the critiques I've had is people are like, hey, you know, their opinion is valid, whether they're Christians or not. And after listening to Josh Harris in depth, I think I was right to not want to accept um, at least his critique. And the reason for that sort of leads me into the first point that I want to discuss. And that's that Josh Harris, in my opinion, he doesn't know who he is or what he believes, mm-hmm. even today. <laughs> like, And this isn't really, I mean, this isn't a situation that's unique just to Josh Harris or Josh Harris. I think a lot of people don't really know who they are, what they believe, and they really don't care one way or the other to formulate a lot of like real opinions on things. Yeah. We see this all the time with politicians. They don't believe in anything except their own power. And it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's in the church. It's in every area of life, really. Yeah, definitely. And that was one thing that definitely stood out to me. And after listening to this episode, um, the one thing that I did take away that Josh Harris seems to care and believe or care about and kind of believe in was his own fame. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's sort of his driving motivation. And the other point that sort of jumped out to me just after, you know, cause kind of, we take these episodes point by point, we stop and pause and go back and forth. But then after listening to the whole episode and then kind of placing it in my mind in this whole series of episodes, um, I'm kind of glad that Josh Harris and Mark Driscoll are singled out sort of, you know, obviously the Mars Hill podcast is about Mark Driscoll mostly, but this one standalone episode about Josh Harris, because I think they share some similarities. And I think namely like they were both allowed, um, they, or they both, both of them allowed others to sort of influence them to be their worst. You know, Driscoll, we've already kind of talked about, 
his influence and stuff. But with Harris, like he's a guy that's sort of seeking fame and leadership. And then from a young age, here's these church leaders that like they're eager to just thrust him into the spotlight before he really has the ability to handle it. I mean, they may not have known that at the time, but looking back on this, you're like, mm-hmm. they just, you know, here's this charismatic, smart guy. He's already got a platform because he wrote a book. Let's get him out in front of, you know, our church and put him in this leadership position. And I'm not sure even now, you know, he has the ability to sort of handle it. And I'm sure he didn't then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think that's cool to see those similarities. And I think where they differ um, between Mark Driscoll and Josh Harris. And whether you agree with Mark Driscoll or not, he definitely seems to be a guy who says what he believes and stands by it. Yeah, like Harris just, he just says things and he doesn't believe it. I mean, just listening to all the things he said, you're like, I don't think he really knows no Jesus as his savior. And like, I don't know, just the basics. Like he just says things that are like, yeah, like almost he says things without actually flushing them out in his yeah. mind. Um, and again, that's not uncommon, really. Like if you asked me certain questions like, hey, what do you think about taxes? You know, I'd give you an opinion of what I kind you know, what I think about it today, but I'm not super passionate about that. So it might change in five years or ten years. Now, if you ask me about abortion, that's not gonna change. Like, I've thought about that. That one is important to me. So yeah, that would be weird for you to change your mind on. Yeah, and I think like, that that's why this becomes an issue. Like, if you want to waffle on taxes, at the end of the day, I mean, sure, it's important in some respects. It's people's money and all that. But it's like, not people's eternity. You're right. You're with weighing your... in on the kingdom. And yeah, if you're not really flushing those thoughts out. Yeah, ooh, you are. You're going to be held account to that, um, and that is definitely dangerous. So. Um, that would, I did like seeing that sort of, um, pairing those two, if you kind of listen to the whole episode and kind of look back on it. And again, you may not agree with Driscoll's stance, but he at least seems to be who he is. He seems to understand the gospel better. The things like he digs into scripture more than Harris, but still the, I mean, from everything I've heard seven episodes in, like. Driscoll's, I haven't heard anything in his message that's bad. His yeah. delivery, sure. The way he treats people on an individual basis, they allude to that being really bad. But as far as his gospel message, mm-hmm. and even the stuff that they talk about him doing wrong, you know, they talked in previous episodes about how he addressed sex and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, he's really risque about it. But he didn't. They didn't at least mention anything that he said that was not biblical. Right, right. You know, so, and again, I haven't heard anything where Driscoll's walked any of that stuff back. So if he has, and we're just not aware of it, please let us know. Um, We definitely want to know that. So we're not speaking (laughs) out of turn. Um, But another point that jumped out to me, and I think this is something that Christianity Today has done throughout this podcast series. And it's oftentimes why we're critical of them. And I think it's just the point that I'm sick of people apologizing and almost like deriding things that are biblical, but they offend people. That drives me nuts. Because you're pretty much saying like God should apologize for all of the Bible then. Like that's what Harris 
believes. Like if he's apologizing for preaching God's word, then what do you think of God? Because it's from his word. Like, yeah, you like can't as, apologize. Long as, <laughs> as long as you're being true to the word of God uh, and it ruffles feathers, okay, that's fine. But, you know, like in Josh Harris's book, I think his big one was I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Now, we haven't read that book, so we can't speak too intelligently on it. But if it's speaking about this biblical approach to, you know, courtship, and that offends people, but it's not wrong, then mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> I, right. I'm sick of people apologizing for that stuff. Like, the way that we date and see relationships in this country, it, even from a Christian point of view, or especially a Christian point of view, is completely trash. Yeah, the way that we go about it, like, you know, yeah. it's the the TV sitcom approach of like, we'll sleep with each other for three months, and then he said he loves me, and I freak out. Like, oh my gosh. it's completely backwards. It so, is. well, if his book was actually true to biblical, like courtship and dating and all this sort of stuff, and now he's apologized, uh, apologizing for it, like, just stop apologizing for it. But the thing is, the truth always is going to offend. And I was thinking about the title of his book. It even catches the eye of unbelievers, like I Kiss Dating Goodbye. That doesn't even sound like a Christian book. Like anybody would pick up that book and they'd be interested just because of the title alone. So maybe he was getting a lot of critique from unbelievers or just lukewarm or baby Christians. And they just were undiscipled or maybe they were lazy and didn't test his book against scripture, you know? I'm sure he got a lot of it from so you don't know lukewarm who, you which, don't know who he's apologizing to. He's apologizing to people well, right, who probably the, don't know their Bible. The Twitter mafia and like the Twitter Christians and but I mean we've seen this, you know, and it's it's the reason why, you know, Matthew West had to pull his song down, Modest is Hottest. I didn't even get to hear that. I was so bummed. But like <laughs> and we've done an episode on modesty and Man, you can't bring up the idea of modesty around Christians without getting blowback. Even if you're like, Ugh, wearing that skimp- skimpy bikini to the beach is not something a Christian should do. Like, oh, man, don't tell me that it's my job to keep people from lust and all this crazy stuff. Like, stop apologizing for that. Like, I'm not going to tell a girl or a guy to be modest in their appearance. And then they get offended and you go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, man, if you're standing in the truth, then... um yeah, you need to stand in it. So, apologize. like, we need to throw this idea out of like um, dating in this modern sense, the way we've been doing it, because I think it's just led to an abundance of sin in this yep. nation. And, um, but later in the episode, too, like, Harris goes on to be interviewed for this documentary about like ending purity culture, which I don't really know what that is. Uh, but from the way it sounded, I don't think it's something we would probably be in line with. There's or- a lot of people speaking out against it. Like I've just looked at comments here and there about it. And it's like, like people whole- act like they were damaged from it. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand how it was a damaging thing. He told me to be pure, that monster. It's like the whole idea when people are like, you can't teach abstinence. It doesn't work. You're like, no, it, it does. It's the only one that works. If it's biblical. <laughs> like, you may not like hearing it and that's why it doesn't work, but it's, yeah, so, um, but he does this documentary, and then that documentary catches flack, so he apologizes for that, too. <laughs> and you're like, 
Oh Why would goodness. you do a documentary if you weren't he sure better about just, it? Yeah. Um, and CT has stuff, um, kind of done stuff like this in the past, kind of like that, not really apologizing, but like deriding things. Um, you know, they've done this with Mars Hill in some of the earlier episodes where, like we mentioned, they talk about sex and they're like, oh, he was talking about stuff that was really risque. And they lead you to believe that maybe what he was saying was wrong, but they don't point out one way or the other if he was taking scripture out of context. They just point you in that direction yeah. and then leave you alone there. And they even did it in this episode where they kind of talk about Josh Harris's church and stuff was teaching things that were extra biblical, they say, as far as like child rearing and this sort of stuff. But they don't mention what it is how that was extra biblical or not biblical. They don't give you the other point of view when they just say blanket statements like that and Which without is, backing it up at all. And that's dangerous because if you know the sovereign grace, you know, I don't know what his church goes to or what they necessarily believe, but if you do or you had gone to that church and then you hear this podcast and you're like, okay, so sovereign grace's teachings on child rearing are extra biblical or it's not correct. And then you know what those teachings are they could be right but you're sort of led down this path of believing that it's wrong like it's dangerous if you don't get like actually flush that out you know mm-hmm. and again that's that whole like talking against the bible without being super clear on it like i think that's tricky territory to be wading in mm-hmm. so i don't like it um i think christians need to stop being defensive all the time you know the thing is like we have the truth not the world um, and if it offends them, as long as you're walking in love, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Let them be offended. Like maybe they need it, you know, because when they get you backed into a corner and you apologize, they're essentially getting you to admit that what you're saying is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're in the Bible, then it's right. So you need to just, it's uncomfortable for sure. And your natural instinct yeah. may be like, oh, I don't want to hurt people's feelings and not when you're speaking on scripture. I know. I think Josh Harris, he cares more about being liked because that's what's going to get, make him popular. You don't want to be unpopular, but I don't know. He's just putting people's feelings before the truth. Like you, you'll get popular definitely, but not in the right way in God's eyes. No, definitely not. And um, then kind of just going into some of the things that stood out to us in this episode. And again, there is a ton, please listen to it. Um, I came away with the, with the thought that Josh Harris to me just seems like an ins- insincere person. You know, I think like we mentioned, he's sort of seeking fame and he basically states as much mm-hmm. in this episode. And I think, uh, and this is just sort of my take, but from listening to this episode, um, I don't know, and and I don't know much about Josh Harris outside of this episode, so this is all the information I'm going on. I think he wanted the fame that came from being like this church leader and this church movement leader, this young, restless reform kind of thing. Then when that sort of fell apart, and they describe how it fell apart in this episode, um, you know, because now he's no longer like going to be a leader, he's, it's fallen apart for him, he left that to go find fame in like the leaving the church movement. He's been like a leader in that, the walk away deconstruction movement. And in the episode, he goes on to mention that like, Hey, you know what? I may come back to the faith eventually. Like he wasn't even in the faith to be get to begin with then. Like you can't come back to something you were never a part of. And Jesus said they went out from us, proved they were never 
of us. Yeah, I think that was like, well, first John, right? Didn't he say that? First John, they they went out from us because they weren't of us. Oh, wasn't first John? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, yeah, so yeah, he can't come back to something he never was in in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that's a tricky, you know, we would love to discuss that topic with you guys. You know, the idea of walking away from the faith. Were you actually in the faith to begin with? That's kind of a, a good topic. So it seems like he would know that verse, like he knew what he said. I'm sure, well, you know, maybe, who knows? Um, but my guess is when this whole like leaving the church movement thing fizzles out, I think, and this is kind of what I thought, you know, especially when he mentioned, hey, I might come back. I think he'll be looking for the fame in the whole like came back to Christ movement. Like, oh, the they keep, they've called him in this episode, the evangelical wonder kid. Like, so that's going to be his next play in my mind. Oh, the evangelical wonder kid comes back to Christ. I'm like, that's just the way I see it playing out. So I hope I'm wrong. And, I know. You know. I hope his heart does change and he starts seeking, you know, affirmation in Christ's eyes and not the world's eyes, because there will be no satisfaction if you're just seeking the world's, you know, adoration and stuff, because that is fleeting for sure. Um but I think another point, and this just goes for people in general, I guess, you know, if, if people are telling you, and we're using Josh Harris as the example here, all, you know, he's wrote this book and all these things, and then he goes on to apologize for him, right? And he walks away from Christ. And he's telling you that all those things that I wrote so passionately about and talked so passionately to you about for all those years, now I'm telling you all that stuff was wrong. And in my mind, why would you not assume that the stuff he's now telling you is going to be wrong also? Like if he says, oh, I mean, all that stuff I really believe super, you know, passionately in and I talked to you about all that time. Oh, I was really wrong, but now I'm right. But why do you want people to follow you now? Why? Why do you care about people believing you? Like, why does he care? Well, that's something I've never understood. Why atheists would try to get people to leave the faith that doesn't ever make sense to me like especially if you were a believer and you're like i just i mean i guess i think you'd almost have to be like a god hater in that sense to yes because everybody's about that you do you and if the atheist doesn't believe in god he's not going to care if you are serving god in his mind because that makes you happy you do you why would he convince you to leave i mean i guess you know especially if you're in like the josh harris camp and this lady who tries to interview him and this like you know, they talk about like all this purity culture and this stuff. It really damaged people, you know, in their young life or whatever. So maybe if that's the case and you think that church culture is bad or toxic or whatever, but yeah, I just, I don't know why, like, I don't know. I just, it was really whatever you're passionate about. Like if you were like a super passionate into like being a vegan and then you left and now you're like super passionate into low carb. I'd be like, weren't you just like really into that vegan thing a while ago? Like, oh yeah, that's all wrong. I'm like, why do I assume you're right on this one then? Like, what do you think of the people who follow know. you that they can't think for themselves? Like, but if people follow um, Josh Harris to his next place of fame, whatever he's, I don't know where he's going to end up with it, but it just shows that these people who followed him, you know, they believed his book and now he's changed his mind. They're just idolizing him. Um, they don't get into the word for themselves. They're just, it's just a good example of the blind leading the blind. 
Right. And that is one of the big points that this podcast sort of focuses on and brings up this in uh, the host, Mike Cosper and good on him. I thought this was one of the best episodes. I really liked Mike Cosper. I don't dislike him in the other episodes, but I really liked him in this one. And, um, you know, he definitely takes that whole idea of celebrity culture inside the church and he sort of takes it to task and kind of tears it apart in yeah. a really good way. So good yeah. on him for that. Um, but I know we're getting close to the end here. We got to wrap this thing up, but there was in this episode, Josh Harris says one of the, and I mean this with all due respect, he says one of the dumbest things I think you'll hear and rightly Mike Cosper, the host corrects him. And, uh, like I said, really like Mike Cosper in this, I think his sort of faith and understanding the gospel really came out well in this episode where a lot of times in the other episodes, it hasn't. And I really appreciated that. But um, Harris says, and I'm kind of quasi quoting here, I might be a little bit off, but he says, because they're kind of talking about the celebrity culture thing. And um, Josh Harris says, uh, are the core celebrities of the Bible problematic? Because while Christians can emphasize the message of the gospel, lay down your life and be the meek and mild, humble servant and so on. Why are we all still talking about Jesus? Because he is the most famous person in world history. And Mike Cosper rightly pushes back and is like, uh, no, that's not why we're still talking about Jesus. Um, so this was definitely my favorite moment from Mike Cosper in this episode and all of them. Uh, because after Josh Harris makes this stupid remark, um, Cosper pushes back and he sort of goes in and makes a good point about the difference between like celebrities in the realm of like a Winston Churchill and then celebrities in the realm of a Kim Kardashian. And Josh Harris is much more Kim Kardashian, uh, you know, because they both have sort of this ability to draw a crowd, get people to follow you. But that's really about it. Whereas a Winston Churchill or Jesus, for that matter, is a better example you know, they're famous because they lived a life of such importance mm-hmm. that it changed the world, right? Like they believed so passionately in what they were doing and then they just acted on it and it changed the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when Harris made that statement, he lost a lot of credibility as a believer in my eyes. It just sounded very foolish and shocking to hear from someone so famous in the Christian arena, which makes it more clear that fame doesn't mean you are qualified for what you say you represent. No, definitely. And that's why no matter how big the platform somebody has is, you need to listen to them with a keen ear. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's important for you to know scripture and all these sorts of things too, because if you don't, you can be led down a path of believing things that may not be um, sound biblically or whatever. And just because somebody's on a platform, no matter how young, how good looking or charismatic, whatever it is, if they're wrong, they're wrong. And it's important for you to know that. And it's important for you to be able to correct people because, mm-hmm. you know, who knows how many times in Josh Harris's life, he might've been going off to the left or right, but yeah. nobody corrected him. I don't know if that's true or not, but. If you don't correct someone because of their higher position, and I don't think it's, I don't even think it's biblical to say you can't correct someone in a higher position that you can't sharpen them. I think you are idolizing them if you are thinking that you are not allowed to correct them, but also in love and in private. Don't correct them publicly and 
you know, shame them. That's not the biblical way. But and if that person thinks they shouldn't be corrected, then I would not be listening. They are they are up there for their own fame if they are unwilling to be sharpened. Yeah. And I mean, you see the end result of people that don't get sharpened. You know, obviously mm -hmm. this, this podcast focuses on Mark Driscoll. Um, you could be in that realm. You know, we've obviously talked about Robbie Zacharias on this show mm -hmm. before. And, you know, Bill Hybels is another one that they mentioned. So um, definitely don't let the fame paralyze you um, from right. doing what's right. And um, on that note, near the end of this episode, one of the people being interviewed, I can't remember who exactly it was, Ted Olson, maybe. Um, he asked the question after sort of talking about Ravi Zacharias and Bill Hybels and how they fell and all this sort of stuff and the way it shook him up. And he asked himself basically this question. He says, does anybody actually believe this stuff? Like, are there real Christians? And that's, mm. that's a question we've asked yeah. ourselves, you know, we've struggled with and you know, it's a tough question, but I think, I mean, obviously the answer is yes. Um, the problem is, and I think Satan loves this and I'm sure he's directing it, you know, is that the ones, the Chris, the real Christians, they're not the ones necessarily clamoring for fame. They're not trying to know? make a name for themselves. No, they're not, you know, they aren't the, the Josh Harris's who, you know, want to be just a leader of a movement or a leader of a community. And this church is mm -hmm. just a platform for that. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that you don't hear about, um, you know, because basically they're not about fame. They're about their master's business. You know, every time mm -hmm. I hear something like this, I always think back to um, we knew these old couple that were missionaries in the Philippines. We didn't know them very well. They came to the hospital when we had mm -hmm. our boys and prayed over them because they were only in the States occasionally. But their name were Bobby and Rhonda Martz and just super like quiet, humble and like old mm -hmm. and not in like great shape, but like they were just out doing the God's work in the Philippines for decades and decades. Nobody knows who they are. God <laughs> knows who they are. Um, the Filipinos that they change their life know who they are. And so like those people are out there. Um, and when you see someone like a Josh Harris fall, it can be alarming for sure, especially if he was somebody that you found influential or whatever, but um, don't let it shake you. And uh, let it just be a cautionary tale mm -hmm. that like you need to be about your master's business and the fame belongs to him alone. Um, and that's why mm -hmm. you need to be cautious yes. about whenever something comes your way. Um, you need to be constantly deflecting that towards God, you know, like yeah. Peter and Paul, I think it was Peter and I don't remember, but you know, they pray for the, the, uh, the cripple guy or whatever. And they're like, pouring their praise onto them. And they basically tell them like, we didn't do anything. Like it was God yeah. who healed you. You know, we're just instruments. Um, so, and this doesn't mean that you can't be famous, of course. I mean, you can, right. You know, but is your fame, the Kardashian kind of fame, or is it the Churchill kind of fame? You know, I wrote down John MacArthur here, you know, as somebody who is famous, you know, certainly to a degree, um, but his fame came about from decades of, you know, faithful devotion to his church, um, devotion to his theological craft, you know, mm -hmm. so that's a different level of fame. And I don't think that's a bad fame. Um, again, I don't know John MacArthur, so we'll, we'll see in the end. I hope it's true. It seems true, but that's a different sort of fame than a Josh Harris. So, you know, his came about basically because he was a 
early social media influencer mm-hmm. of a sort. Yeah, he was able to draw a crowd. So people do equate talent with wisdom or even say things like, oh, that person's anointed by God. Um, you know, I've heard that I've heard that one a lot. And I'm just wondering, well, what how are they anointed? Like, what is it that they're pointing to? Um, especially when they're talking about a pastor that's like a stand-up comedian. They're like, oh, they're so anointed. It's like because they keep your attention. They're just being yeah. funny because they're not, maybe they're not really preaching the truth and they got to try to keep you awake, keep you engaged. That doesn't mean they're anointed because they're talented at talking and making people laugh. No, definitely not. Um, this episode is probably running long. And um, do you have anything you would like to say, honey, as we get ready to wrap this up? I don't know. I'm just learning a lot from this. I'm just learning not to put anybody on a pedestal. No, don't put them on a pedestal, but then be careful because, you know, especially as we've heard in this episode with Mark Driscoll and stuff, people walk away from the faith and leave the pastorship yep. and all this stuff because somebody fall. Do not put that much faith in humans. Right. Um, that when they fall, because they will, we all will, um, that you lose your faith in Christ. Like, don't do that. Well, that's know? how Satan's working, though. Just he knows that. All our eyes are on feeble human, weak human. So he's like, oh, I'll wreck their faith by just messing with this one person they're all looking to. Perfect, right? Works out so easy. Yeah, so be cautious. Keep your eyes on heaven, um, and you'll do all right in the end. So that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, We'd love to hear from you, so come find us on social media, um, on our Discord. Those links are in the show notes. That's all we got for you. God bless.